Greetings and welcome to another Tomorrow's World webcast. My name is Wallace Smith. It's wonderful to have you here. And this, uh, I'd say it's a slightly older news item actually. Uh, this had come to my attention at the very end of 2015, but actually it refers to an event coming a little bit from now, so it is still current. Uh, and it's an article I saw in The Economist in their Erasmus section, which talks about a uh, religion and culture and other things uh, uh, tied to public policy in terms of religion and public policy. And the title of the article from December 27, 2015 on the Economist website is this, A Non-European Pope is Hailed as the Greatest European. Uh, I thought it was a pretty catchy title, especially since recently I did a webcast on Angela Merkel in terms of whether she's the indispensable European. And here they're awarding a very prestigious prize to the Pope uh, for his efforts for Europe. Actually, let me explain what that is to give some context. It's the Charlemagne Prize. Uh, let me read actually from a very definitive source, Wikipedia, uh, concerning the Charlemagne Prize. In this particular case, they get it right. They don't always... Uh, they mention here in Wikipedia, the Charlemagne Prize is one of the most prestigious European prizes. It has been awarded annually since 1950 by the German city of Aachen to people who contributed to the ideals upon which it has been founded, uh, concerning the ideals upon which Europe has been founded. It says it commemorates Charlemagne, ruler of the Frankish Empire and founder of what became the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, he was the first real Holy Roman Emperor uh, who resided and is buried at Aachen. It says, traditionally the award is given to the recipient on Ascension Day in a ceremony in the town hall of Aachen. So they're awarding this prize to the Pope. Uh, Pope Francis of the Roman Catholic Church. I'll just read a few comments they mentioned. It's been given to non-Europeans before. Uh, they actually have a list of several uh, in the article. Uh, for instance, Henry Kissinger uh, for his efforts concerning uh, building Europe. Uh, they, meant, they refer to the famous thing where he said, if I were to call Europe, essentially, what's Europe's phone number? Uh, noting at the time they needed more unity. Uh, even President Clinton in his days after the Balkan Wars and such are uh, fighting there, whatever it's called officially, uh, he was given the prize. They point out in 2016 for this prize, it says in 2016 though, European Unifier of the Year and recipient of the Charlemagne Prize will be Pope Francis. Uh, it says that he empathizes easily with people in the developing world who view the capitalist North including prosperous Europe, as a zone of exploiters, money lenders, and polluters bent on growing rich at the Southerners' expense. They're saying it's kind of odd that such a pope is being given a, an award concerning his benefit to unifying Europe. But they point out, that, it says here in the article, but the selectors are adamant that Pope Francis, more than anybody else, has breathed new life into the construction of Europe at a time when that effort was sagging. One more sentence. It says they cite his oft-stated belief that Europe must be based on ideals, not economic calculation. Above all, the ideal of the sanctity of human life. Now by that, I wish they, they meant you know, the life in the womb, but they don't necessarily. Uh, they're talking about certain uh, human rights, et cetera, that he's uh, pressing, including in particular the migrant situation over there. So here he's being awarded as the great unifier of Europe for today. You know, they'll give the award to someone else next year, perhaps. 
But it's interesting for a number of reasons, but primarily prophetically. There are people that would often want to tell us on tomorrow's world that, oh, Europe is so secular and you're just talking about Europe coming together as the beast, which it is. And they'll say, well, you guys need to get with reality. No, reality is prophecy. Reality is what the Bible says is coming together and we see it in the news when we're looking. Daniel chapter 2 talks about this final coming superpower being a mixture of iron and clay that it's hard to keep together and yet there it is as an entity. It's hard to keep together and yet something is holding it together. In Revelation chapter 13 we read about this religious power, an individual in particular, that on one hand looks like Jesus Christ, seems to profess the ideals of Jesus Christ, but on the other hand speaks the doctrines and teachings of the devil, and that it is that unifying power bringing Europe together and holding it together. Prophecy is unfolding. It's not always in one giant fell swoop like a meteor falling out of the sky and decimating a major city. Sometimes we proceed forward in giant steps, sometimes in small steps. And items like this should encourage us that regardless of what the news really says, sometimes the Bible is accurate. You keep watching because you're going to see more things like this. Thank you for watching. Please check out everything else we have to offer at tomorrowsworld.org.